0: All right. Welcome to another episode of Can You Survive This Podcast? Today's guest is a filmmaker, a screenwriter, the host of the Awakened Underground podcast. Cody Blue, welcome to Can You Survive This Podcast?
1: Oh, honored to be here, bro. It's been a long time coming. Thanks for having me.
0: Man, good to see you, man. You look good.
1: <sighs> Thanks, man. You too, bro. You too. What's going on? So tell me about so so tell me about the show. What do you what are we what are we talking about? What are we getting into?
0: What's I don't happening. know what should we talk about? Should we talk about aliens? Should we talk about healing modalities?
1: I'll talk about anything you want. I mean, you want to tell a little bit about our relationship and our story. I mean, we we produced a show together and that's, you know, what brought us together. I mean, you want to you want to spill
0: that tea. I was the producer on Awakened Underground, which is Cody's podcast. Um it's all about psychedelics, plant medicines, healing, um, we became great friends afterwards. I ended up going to the jungle, drinking ayahuasca, um, healing my anxiety. And now we're like great bros. That's right. Great bros. That <laughs> sums it up. Uh, I'm sure the audience will appreciate that, that terminology. <laughs> uh, it's true. We're brothers.
1: We've been to, we've been to war together.
0: Yeah, man. So how was how was Disclosure Fest? You just went to that, right? What's up with that? Yeah, Can you talk man. about that?
1: Yeah, I'll talk about Disclosure Fest with you. I mean, yeah. so, I mean, yeah, I mean, Jeff, you know a little bit about this, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, our last show, we did a, a limited podcast series, 10 episodes called Awaken Underground. It focused on psychedelic medicines, uh, how to heal with them at shamans and doctors and you know, all different folks to talk about it. My family on who's all worked with uh, psychedelic plant medicines and healed from it show successful and um, got nominated for an iHeartRadio award this year and uh, helped a lot of people and was, a, and, you know, brought us together, which was one of the greatest gifts of that show. And, uh, and yeah, man, I mean, so now we're making a new show, uh, but with our company, A new banner. It will come out in January. It's called Acid for Squares. And the reason we made the new show, there's several, but the main one is we want to kind of open this up and not just talk about the healing with psychedelics. Uh, We want to start talking about things adjacent to it. And one of them is uh, disclosure, UFO and UAP disclosure. Uh, so, you know, part of that has been finding guests and getting guests to come on. And and my boy, Jimmy Church, hooked us up and brought us to Disclosure Fest in Vegas. So got to meet with like a lot of the top people in the field uh, of disclosure and on all sides of things from government to legal to science to uh, experiencers themselves and got to talk to them and kind of get the skinny on what's going on. And And I mean, like, here's the headline I'd say is, you know, You know, if the you you shouldn't wait for the government to tell you what's up and what's down, you know, and 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 if they since they finally have just acknowledged the existence of UAPs and UFOs and acknowledging a lengthy cover up uh, that is so deep rooted uh, that is so, you know, in the government that Congress doesn't even know. Where the cover-up is coming from, and they're doing all these acts and stuff to kind of get to the bottom of the truth. I mean, if you, that's sort of what's happening on the surface, but that's the tip of the iceberg. The fact of the matter is this has been happening for m- much longer. And so it was cool to kind of dive into the depths and kind of hear, like, you know, the the stories of the people who have been on the forefront of this movement, this information, uh, for, I mean, long, long time. I mean, you know, all long, I mean, we're talking about thousands of years. We're talking about having indigenous elders there talking about it and stuff.
0: Really? So, all right. So, full disclosure, I've seen a UAP before.
1: Yeah, same, bro. <laughs> where'd, you, where'd you see a
0: UAP? I was actually, this was many years ago, I was in Malibu, and I was working for a guy, and he goes, I just, suddenly I hear him yelling. He goes, Jeff, Jeff, bring a fucking telescope, bring a fucking telescope. And I come out. I'm like, what is going on? I don't have a telescope, bro. Like, what the fuck is going on? And he points up into the sky and way off in the distance was a little tic-tac. Not moving. And we stared at it for a while. And I was like, well, I wish I had a telescope, but I don't. And eventually it just fucking disappeared. Uh, but it was tiny. I mean, it could have been anything. But it did resemble a tic-tac. But, all right, I'm going to play a little bit of the contrarian on this topic. I want this shit to be true. I want there to be aliens. I want them to teach us shit. I want them to, like, encourage us to be peaceful and usher in a time of world peace. I'm super fucking ready for that, personally. (laughs) <laughs> but well. on the contrarian side, I feel like the government has been bullshitting us in so many different directions mm-hmm. that I don't know what to believe anymore. And right. my brain just suddenly shuts down and goes, it's all fake and it's all a government decoy to distract us.
1: Right. I mean, dude, it's cause it's the fucking time we're in. I don't know what, what to believe anything. Like we're in this weird age of, narrative where like everything's a lie you don't know what to trust you don't know who to trust and everything's just sort of taking this information and spinning it for a narrative and agenda when there's been so much deception around aliens i mean i mean it's ironic because we're in this interesting age where being a conspiracy theorist is never been so uh lambasted. It's never been so it's so politicized the the uh influence of conspiratorial thinking conspiratorial people but but it's also simultaneously juxtaposed against the government acknowledging that they've been lying about this for a long time. So I mean I'm with you and I do think it's been interesting sort of watching the congressional hearings because I, I thought the same thing. But the interesting thing is that it's so deep that Congress seems to be genuinely unaware of it, and I mean I can explain sort of what happened, and just to put a little bit of clar uh, to clarify some some of this. My my into the material is I'm a director and a screenwriter, and I've been attached to direct a movie, uh, uh for a long time about the former president of psychiatry at Harvard. His name's Dr. John E. Mac. Uh, he is a Nobel Peace Prize nominee. I uh, uh he is a Pulitzer prize winner uh graduated uh summa cum laude he was in the military and he was academic royalty uh elite and he's the most acclaimed academic to ever validate the UFO abduction phenomenon
0: so uh, okay l- let me ask you about him so tell me where i get the story wrong on Johnny Mac he was like a like a real deal high level psychotherapist Mm -hmm. who was helping people through what they called abduction stories. And now correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't he come into it thinking that these are fake stories and they're things where people are dealing with trauma by creating the story. And then the more he worked with these patients, then he started to think it was real.
1: Yeah. He believed they were schizophrenic and he set out to prove that they were schizophrenic, which was part of his specialization. And, um, he found that he had them all in he worked with them he ran a bunch of psychological testing with them and he found out that all of them uh doubted their experiences and schizophrenics do not doubt their experiences they're certain but uh and actually after running all these tests on them he found out they acted like a sexual assault victim essentially like they had been violated that was the only malady he could detect and uh symptomatically speaking And yeah, I mean, he became convinced that it was really happening. Um, And, you know, especially when all the stories start to sync up and, you know, he began to take his work on the road and found out that, you know, the New England housewife and an African Bushman are having identical experiences, Uh, very detailed, detailed experiences, what's being communicated to them, what's being done to them, how it's happening. And that became he believed it was it was actually happening you know whether whether whatever whatever it was is something else but it was a real phenomenon yeah that he thought okay
0: so so could it be and now bear in mind i want this shit to be fucking true but yeah give it to me could it be that it wasn't aliens and it was actually the government scooping people up and my sort of contrarian theory is the government was scooping, scooping them up so that they would think they were abducted just to put more misinformation and confusion into the society
1: yeah so that's dr greer uh personal friend and a great guy and has done more for the disclosure movement than uh almost anyone you know i mean he's an amazing man um that's his he he fat got like declassified programs cia of a cia operation where they were doing that i I mean i don't know if it's true but his entire perspective on it is that all the abductions were essentially um yeah i mean are a psyops from the government to create fear of aliens to push what's known as the national defense agenda so when it comes to uap disclosure and ufo disclosure the big thing really to know and we can't there's so much to cover on the topic the big thing you know everyone needs to be on the defense about is the national defense agenda which is essentially uh you know using this to create fear to help gain public support for militarization against them Uh, against the ufos the uaps uh you have to win the public support first before you know we can do something like militarize. You know, uh, we're actually in a place right now where, uh, you know, pe- people are not enlisting for the military like they used to, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's down significantly. I was just reading today, actually. I think the I think it's the army is uh, by didn't meet their quota by ten thousand people, and you know this happens, uh, especially when you know you have like these foreign conflicts we're inserting ourselves in, where are super messy. And we're just bleeding resources when our country is, is suffering. So really, the national defense agenda is something that's been pushed for, has been warned about by UFOlogists and people in the field and the community for a long time. And, you know, there's a couple schools of thought on it. One school of thought is sort of like, this is how the government works, that it's essentially the president is a temporary employee in the military, it, it, uh, the military industrial complex. That is very consistent. And essentially, like we are have ever since World War II, we we've been in a military economy, a war economy, and that essentially, you know, any sort of opportunity to militarize and fuel our economy and strengthen our government, you know, is going to be taken. Another perspective is sort of when you're a hammer, everything looks like a nail. And that to the military arm, it's this is always going to because it's an unknown and their technology is so advanced, it's going to be met with uh, paranoia and defensiveness, because that's what they do and who they are. So, I mean, you could go a lot into it. I feel like I'm kind of getting a little bit off track. But I mean, uh, but you you asked that, you said, could this be a psyops program that the government is doing to create fear? Yes, of course. But do I know? No. Have there been documents released? Allegedly, I have not looked through them but I trust Dr. Greer and I know him and he's a friend and you can look at that. If you would like to look into it. So, but I, I I, have my own perspective on it based around my own experiences.
0: Okay. Would you, would you like to share your perspective? Uh, right, let's come back. Let's put yeah, a pin in I, that. I, 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 have I can co- share
1: a little, but yeah. I mean, let's come back to I, I, you that. Know, because, also, let me say this. Let me say this. Okay. I think it is a trans dimensional ph- spiritual phenomenon that is being filtered through the prism of the psyche of the individual. And because of cultural programs from media and television and religious stuff around demons and stuff, it is interpreted as something that it is not. Uh, It's known as psychic shock. Uh, That is my dominant belief system on it but um but yeah we can keep going but that's my
0: okay (laughs) i got a couple things to say on that that you just threw a bunch (laughs) of words at me
1: uh yeah
0: one thing i wanted to say about the potential psyop and fear campaign actually learned from my therapist recently that when we're in a when human beings are in a state of fear the the blood drains from our prefrontal cortex and then that's why, like, you see people kind of just go along with the herd and not make their own decisions. Yeah, because when you're in that fear state, you, you don't have your blood flow in your prefrontal cortex, which is like your sort of adult decision-making, logical part of your brain.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. Now, let's just get into some wild theories, just for fun. <laughs>
1: okay. A-
0: again, good. I'm playing the contrarian. I want it to be real, but I part of me is like it's just the government fucking with us Eh. but i I, what i love i don't know if the audience is ready to go along with this ride but I i love the theory that the gray aliens are actually future humans who have come back to warn us about merging with technology yes and you so, notice that they always show up around like big nuclear bases and technology sites and stuff like that.
1: I, yeah, I'd actually love to get into this a little bit because maybe it's better to cover the, the full framework of the situation. Cause you're mentioning a couple things. You're mentioning this uh, future human theory and you're also talking about the, the sites, the, the nuclear missile silos that are visited. So, I mean, look, I'll give you the overview of what is going on. And this is after like one of the things with that John Mack movie, I was writing about that psychiatrist is I got briefed into a lot on that. I'd met with his patients. I got briefed into a lot of stuff. And this is what brought me into it. This was in 2016. So I got into the world through a very skeptical academic. Uh, it was for work. I was writing a movie. Uh But what I saw was undeniable, and that only led me down a journey, uh, especially when it came to eventually going to the jungle and and working with shamans to heal myself and ceremonies and theogens, and that really illuminated things, took things to a whole other level. Which we can get into that detail, but let me just say the what about the nuclear weapons? Okay, the modern phenomenon, the modern phenomenon happened started in nineteen forty seven all based around the advent of the nuclear warhead, World War II. Uh, we know the popular band, the Foo Fighters. Foo Fighters is a nickname for the UAPs and UFOs that would appear during World War II. The, the after, so essentially splitting the atom, creating these nuclear warheads, uh, I, I I guess they essentially, the belief uh, is that they actually, uh, splitting the atom, it actually affects the other dimensions, which we know are true through there are other dimensions. Quantum physicists have proven it. We understand, and we can even see it when we observe the modern phenomenon, them phasing in and out of reality. So it seems that once World War II happened, an intervention began to happen around nuclear missiles. Even Roswell, the famous case, that happened at a nuclear testing facility. One was accidentally shot out of the sky, right? This is all that was being observed, right? So one of the things I found is that every single missile silo in America has been visited by UAPs more than once, usually. Uh, And the phenomenon of what happens is very common. A UAP or UFO appears, looks typically like a glowing orb in the sky. Um, The controls are taken over and they begin to count down, like all the missiles launch and it will go 10 9 8 7 as the military personnel start losing their shit trying to fucking get get you be able to get their hands on the controls and fix it it goes all the way down to 3 2 boom everything shuts off and then all of a sudden it'll we'll power back on and the and the UFO or UAP will disappear phase away this phenomenon—it's almost trying to bring our attention to the, or bring our awareness to the fear of a nuclear holocaust—to try to get us to denuclearize. So, one thing to say is that this phenomenon directly relates to our nuclearization, destruction of the planet, and what is looking like our self-destruction and our destruction of all the species on the planet. This isn't just about humans. We share the planet and the earth, you know, and the Earth itself. So that's just a touch upon that phenomenon. And I, mean, and I don't know, Jeff, if you want to riff on that, but I can go off a little bit on also what, the, what you just uh, talked about, which was the theory of future humans.
0: Yeah, let's talk about that in a second. But I want to add there's a very well-known um, UFO experience. I forget what year it happened, but people can look this shit up. There was one that happened at like a school in Africa
1: uh it's called uh the aerial school phenomenon in zimbabwe
0: is, and uh, i think that's the one where like 30 kids all saw it and it communicated with them telepathically and said to like protect nature and not use so much technology and stuff
1: yeah so this is actually so one of the things that happened with dr mac is uh is he when he came out about the alien about his support of the alien abduction phenomenon he became a pariah he's the only tenured professor at harvard to ever be put on trial and he became a laughingstock uh had his career essentially removed
0: is is that going to be us after this podcast
1: Uh, No, I think we're in a different time period, but, uh, uh, and you and me aren't the president of psychiatry at Harvard, Uh, (laughs) but he was so esteemed for him to say it was crazy. And Harvard was like, yo, dude, you can't be saying that shit. But the point is, is that it made him because he became the most acclaimed accredited person to validate it, everyone started coming to him. So the Dalai Lama, the Rockefellers, every all these high level people all around the world started coming to in with experiences and information. So when the the aerial school phenomenon in Zimbabwe happened, which is a good doc that came out recently uh, on it, uh, he was called. So it's about sixty plus kids uh, on the playground uh had a ufo land and telepathically communicate to them and it was images of destruction of the earth and they were asked to take care of the earth and to protect it and to change our ways uh the the kids all drew pictures unrelated the same thing had the same stories being cross-examined and mac actually had a background in dr john mac has background in um children's psychology so he came and independently interviewed all of them and then had a big conference and spoke to all the kids all the kids parents uh the the teachers that were there who were actually poo-pooing it but they were very uh christian uh no offense to christianity but it was against her belief system and she couldn't let it into her worldview uh or maybe it was fearful because she maybe thought it was a negative thing but yeah that's called the aerial school phenomenon
0: so i literally i forget i wish i remember what the show was called but there was a netflix series where one of the episodes talked about that and they interviewed a bunch of the kids who are now adults and literally one of the kids he's in the interview and he's like sucking back sigs. and he's, yeah. like, he's like i made the whole thing up it was me messing with everyone else and then they got a bunch of other kids that are like no we saw it and like they're talking about how like it's communicating with them telepathically and like time froze and they're like I don't know it could have been one second it could have been an hour I don't know, wow
1: wow yeah the I'm looking up I have a I have my notes for this movie and uh and yeah it happened in 1954 on September 16th, um yeah I mean look like it happened I reviewed the material I mean that dude's being a dick I I I've I never you know people can do whatever they want you know and this is an interesting phenomenon about it's like you, you know, I don't know what to believe. I don't know what to be, believe the opposite of every truth is equally as true. Both are true. We need to hold two truths in one hand with everything going forward. We're learning that the dyad of, of left and right, good and evil, it it's, it's an illusion. There is no, the duality is the illusion. It's not yin or yang. It's yin and yang. You have to look at the shadow and the light together. And this is where we are as a people. And this is why we are collapsing like mentally, like what do we, what's true, what's not true. And I'll tell a story. That's an explanation of this. I went to Wilshire to, as part of my research, to uh, look for crop circles, to go crop circle hunting. Uh, it's It's the crop circle capital of the world. And I've done so much research into it, you know, for this project. And there's so much to it from the sacred geometry to the way the, the, the crops are electromagnetically twisted. There's no footprints. I mean, the the math equations that are built into these things is insane. But I got there, I drove around, I had like a guide, and I got to one finally after a day's pursuit. And it was absolutely man made. Okay, and it was yeah, definitely
0: and like a prank or a. It was a hoax.
1: so it was so rudimentary and simple and it didn't have the signs of the things that had led me to believe it was a real phenomenon. And there was a, and you know, but I I was trying to keep an open mind, but there was a drone pilot again, this is just one dude's word, but there's a drone pilot. And I, we started talking to him and he started speaking of a subculture of quote unquote crappies. Mm -hmm. And they are a subculture of people that do these crop circles as hoax. There was even someone called the master who was known. He explained how they done. And it's this whole subculture. So it's one of those things. Right. So it's, it's, it's real, but then, but then people then do, you know what I mean?
0: Like, it's like, oh, there's both, there's real ones. Both are true. There's fake ones. Right. See, I was going to say, wouldn't it be a cool movie to write about like generations of, of the subculture where it's like super secret society and like their dad hands down to them like this is how you do the prank son <laughs> this is the longest running prank in history my dad taught me and now i'm gonna teach you and you can't fucking tell anyone that would be wild right like a secret society of long-term hoaxers.
1: I mean yeah dude I mean I mean it's 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 all fascinating cuz it's like it's this pendulum but you know this kind of goes back to sort of what we're talking about about um denuclearization and when the phenomenon started and is it real is it not real here's the thing it's both so and let me explain how so what happened when the technology of like the crash retrieval happened uh, you know around this time right think roswell right mm-hmm. The the government doesn't have an arm of the government that uh that like takes this shit apart like oh yeah we reverse engineer future technology right like so they outsource it to uh, the private sector you yeah. know think I don't know who it would be but but it's like say,
0: Northrop Grumman and shit
1: exactly Lockheed Martin Skunk Works something like that right yeah so so they outsource it and they begins reverse engineering this technology right so which created especially coming out of world war ii right i mean think about how extreme i mean i mean i mean the u.s government was bringing uh you know war criminals these scientists from nazi war criminals and you know and exonerating them because we needed the technological advantage in case of another war so think of the consciousness and the mindset they began to secretly outsource the technology to reverse engineer it, to try to give us a technological advantage for the next war and a technological advantage against our enemies. But what this created was a secret cold war to reverse engineer this technology, specifically against Russia and China. And that is why all of this has transpired the way it has. That's why all of it has been kept secret. It is believed to be a national defense uh, a, 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 you know matter, really. Because they believe if their our enemies get this technology, you know, no propulsion system, free energy, you know, whatever, they can essentially we would lose the upper hand as because we currently the America currently believes it's the 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 military the the alpha, you know, really. So,
0: in the world. are they reverse engineering Roswell alien shit, or are they reverse engineering like German technology that was just like somehow super advanced? And then we brought these world war criminals over to like reverse engineer whatever they had been working on at the time. And it's actually not alien shit. It's just like fucked up like Nazi shit.
1: I think it's all of the above and they're unrelated. And as far as I'm concerned, whether the whether a Nazi is brought over as a scientist to work on programs for the government or to do MK Ultra, whatever the fuck it is, it, it, you know, sure. You know, the fact that there was crash that we know there's a crash retrieval program within the government that's come out that's come to pat to light uh and we know it was covered up but but this is to explain the secrecy but one of the things that's happening is especially as you get into this field again which which the big thing with this is you've a history of people who have been trying to fighting to bring this to light of whistleblowers of tellers in the military in the cia doctors scientists people who have direct experience and they have been they, they've had their lives ruined They've lost everything. You have nothing to gain. This is a club no one wants to be a part of. The producer, one of the former producers of the, of the of uh, of that movie I was working on used to call it The New Gay because she was like, this is like everyone's closeted. Like no one will come out. Like, you know, one of the things Mac found and let me see, I think I have the actual document pulled up right here. Um, I think he found that 3%, let me see. Yeah, I think he says that of Americans claim to have been abducted when he was doing his research um, or experience like it, but, but sorry, Jeff, just to, just to finish, just to finish uh, this, this point. I mean, it's, it's not like with it, when it comes to what people are seeing, it's it, yes, it's a real phenomenon, but there are also black budget program uh, like you know, UFOs, UAPs that people see where, but that is the reverse engineered technology. So both are happening. Yes. You're seeing some actual stuff from the government, but yes, this is a real life phenomenon. And just to, and here's the thing is, but this is not a modern phenomenon. The indigenous people, it is part of their culture. They view them as ancestors, star people, and it's in their culture, the aboriginals it's in their culture. There are so many places in the world it's in their culture. And it's a phenomenon that is accepted, right? Like as an example, like, you're looking at your nose right now. We are looking at our nose all the time, but we don't see it because our brain knows how to block it out because it doesn't need that information. The brain is designed to block out information, that doesn't support it. Right. Look, go ahead. Look at your fucking nose. It's there. These people, let's say they live for, for fucking 10,000 years. they They've been culturally... Uh accepted that their nose is in front of their eyes and they can see it and see everything else. This is what I'm talking about when I say that like this has been happening forever, but now we're dealing with the complexity of the cover-up, the military-industrial complex, reverse these programs, and then also the real phenomenon, which I do believe is is more trans-dimensional. I can get into it, but yeah.
0: Why? Here's just let me keep playing contrarian here. Why would a UFO have such amazing technology but then crash when it got here. So I you know this is a really
1: interesting question. Um I you know uh and I've heard a bunch of crazy shit in regards to this. The Roswell thing which to me it's like I don't know but the Roswell thing it seems that they were scouting out these dimension shattering bombs. And that essentially like the explosion or whatever, like knocked it out. I mean, here, you know, and I can, uh, you know, knocked out of the sky or affected it. I mean, the protocol for these things is to attack it and shoot it. That's the military protocol. Actually, you can see that air force badge they made a couple of years ago. It has UFOs on it. And it says, if it flies, it dies. And, oh, you know, it's believed to be an invasion of the aerospace and they are attacked, you know? So that is sort of, how this goes that's that's the protocol so the fact that they've knocked it out of the sky or accidentally knocked out of the sky so be it one thing i'd say is like the ships themselves are very i mean there's there's this is gonna be kind of hard for me to explain but i'm gonna do my best um I, i mean there's there has to be certain like shifts in the way we think about things for this to even make sense and you know and that's i was surprised the journey this took me down as far as it changed my perception on the nature of reality uh, and you know, the science added it up and it just is as it is. So to affect the small, I think this is a uh, uh, plaque said this, the, one of the godfathers of physics, he said, uh, plank to plonk, aff- plank, plank, plank. Thank you.
0: Plank or plonk?
1: Yeah, plonk. plank. Yeah. Plank. Plank. I don't know. You, I could <laughs> never heard anybody say it. Just we're not it.
0: fucking scientists over not here. Not
1: a fucking scientist. Uh, <laughs> but the truth is if we were scientists, we wouldn't be having this conversation because our lives would be ruined. So, I mean, it would remove our credibility. So the, the, what, and that's, that's the thing to understand is that like, is that these people can't have these conversations without jeopardizing their livelihood, which is also jeopardizes their family. They have to provide for the family, everything they've worked for, everything they're working for. Right. So I digress, but to use like planks to to misquote him, you know, he says that to affect the smallest grain of sand is to affect the father star. And essentially, it's all points in space and time are connected, uh, which we know this quantum I, I think
0: I, I think Einstein did prove that. Oh, that yeah. Like, no, this is science. Know, like one science. molecule spinning here, it, like if you change it here, you affect it like light years away from here too.
1: Yeah. So that's called quantum entanglement, and that is yeah. a quantum, a fact. Uh, and yes, yeah, so yes, yeah, so everything's connected. Uh, all things are connected. Um, all dimensions are connected. Uh, you know, this is the point. You know, people wonder about their interest in us or whatever, and it's that we are connected. You know, they understand that you know our suffering is their suffering. You know, one of the things when I would interview because I had to create, you know, I had to make sure I was, I was not getting sucked into a confirmation bias loophole. So I would talk to skeptical scientists about the situation. And one of the things that when I was researching that movie, one of the things they would say to me was do you think in all of infinity of all the possibilities of different life forms that the first intelligent life form to contact us would be humanoid, meaning that they are bipedal and have arms and two eyes and nose, and they essentially look like us. Right. And I was like, that's a good fucking point. And I'd go back to the experiencers and I would drop this line on them and they'd be like, they'd look me dead in the eyes and be like, and that should let you know exactly their relationship to us. And the thing is, is that, they are, to the indigenous people, ancestors, and they are our ancestors. They call them proto-sapiens. So, I mean, you're going back all the way to the beginning of time, you know, and I'm I'm, I'm getting a little bit off, off track here, but that is their relationship to us. Uh, in the Bible, they call them the watchers. Uh, I mean, they're talked about in every civilization with no contact with each other. They're often referred to as the culture bringers. Uh, And, you know, I mean, you can take this shit back all the way to, uh, you know, the Sumerian origin story, the oldest story ever told, which all the Sumerian texts are facts. They're taken as facts by archaeologists. They're just true stories, except their origin story (laughs) where the Bible derives from Genesis, the Tower of Babel, the Great Flood. Right. That we're like, that's a myth. But their whole shit is that essentially these beings from another planet came here, created us uh, you know, and then, uh, you know, over time had sort of a crisis of consciousness about it because they used their DNA to create us. And they believe they gave us the spark of God and almost left essentially left, uh, because they feel felt they violated our free will and let us start over with them sort of like monitoring from a distance. And that's essentially like that Sumerian story. So what I'm trying to say is, is there's, there's a, there is like, there does seem to be some sort of relationship to us. And that sort of explains the the behavioral patterns that we're witnessing. I know I'm saying.
0: Fascinating, man. It's (laughs) fucking fast.
1: I know I'm getting real fucking left to center here. So,
0: and I just want to remind the audience that you basically your expertise on this is that you're a filmmaker and you were making a film about this stuff. And so you interviewed a shitload of people who are considered experts in the field of UFOs. So like scientists and whistleblowers and all that kind of thing you've tracked them down and interviewed them for your script
1: yeah yeah for yeah which i'm now you know producing but the the uh
0: but the script never came out yet uh, or the movie i mean the movie never came out I, yet
1: it hasn't been announced in the trades so i can't tell you like oh, actors okay. involved or whatever you but you can't but say it's in the works I, yeah it's in the works okay. You know? okay. okay. but but you know one thing i will say about it is um you know the the fascinating phenomenon, the thing that really changed me around this was I met Dr. Max patients like twenty or thirty years later. and at that time i'm I was just freaked out. I mean, I read this shit I'm like, is it true? Is it not true? I mean, I was reading this shit as I think I was like an agnostic at the time, you know, or an atheist. I mean, I was I had no spirituality to me, but this this opened me up like, uh, but every single one of them was like a mystic, a shaman like a healer, a regular, like they were like all, like they all, and it all put them through this awakening experience. And I would ask them if it was still happened to them. And it it did, but the perception of it was very different. And it was viewed as a joyful mystical communication. It was not a a dark, scary thing.
0: Okay. Uh, Now let me, let me play devil's advocate here.
1: Yeah. please. Could it
0: be that they were so traumatized they got scooped up by the government for a psyop. They became <laughs> so traumatized by that, that they turned to psychedelic plants to try to heal themselves. And now they're just like tripped out. So these people were
1: not using psychedelics. Uh, oh, they, they were, were not. No, they were non, uh, not like entheogenic, like medicine people. Uh, they were mystics in the conventional manner. Um So like and you know so in my personal story, shortly after that is when I went to Peru and I got my like initiation and worked with the tribes and you know so sort of fundamental to a quote unquote shamanic initiation is a contact experience and uh, you know you know that is uh, you you know Jeff I mean you've you've sat enough ceremonies you know it is a very common occurrence for people to essentially commune with. Uh, entities from from somewhere else, yeah. uh, you know. I mean, there's an. But people will say that essentially, they're not "quote unquote" somewhere else or come from somewhere else. They're on, you know, this. They're they, they're we're in, you know, it's almost like a radio station, and you're tuning into another radio. It's all there, you know. So it's the it's just on another plane of existence, but it's also here. We sort of we sort of share reality together, but you can kind of tap into these other dimensions. But yeah, I mean, like. I, I think I think I think that's what really changed my perspective on it. Look, I don't know if it's a psyops program. I think something really like I said, Dr. Greer talks a lot about that. If you want to get into the evidence that because he, he like has actual CIA papers.
0: maybe Maybe uh, I can track him down and get him on the podcast. Yeah, dude. For, I mean, for the audience listening, if you're interested in me getting Dr. Greer, put a comment and let me know.
1: Yeah, dude. Dr. Greer is awesome. He, he, you know, and he'll, he'll show you the, the paperwork. And, and I mean, I think that is, it's a phenomenal, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a really interesting point of view. There's also Richard Doty, which is uh, a whistleblower for the CIA who ran the disinformation program in the eighties around UFOs. If you look into Richard Doty, I mean, and he See, explained
0: that that was another question I had. A yeah. lot of the abductions seem to take place in, like, the 70s and 80s. Why yeah. was it like that in the 70s and 80s? It was like, don't fucking go walking in a farm at night because, like, you're going to get abducted. No was idea. it? There was like two, like 15 years or so where it was like, you're definitely going to get abducted if you walk alone. And then suddenly, no, you don't really hear about it anymore.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I don't I don't I don't know. I couldn't answer that question for you. I think it, it, that has to do more about like media coverage and also if it's like, you know, where the society is in terms of like if this is something that could be communicated, uh, you know, or shared, you know, maybe the 70s was a time of like free expression and new ideas. And it was a, it was a spiritual renaissance in America. Um, prompted would you, a lot I'm curious,
0: would uh, would you say we're in a time of free expression? Yes or no?
1: Um I think yeah I mean look there's never been with the internet there has never been a a time like this ever in the history
0: of the but world I, I feel like we are in a time where it's possible to express yourself widely but also it's like the risk of being outcasted is like yeah. higher than ever
1: yeah. I think it's like, like, this might
0: be my last podcast episode ever, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, it's true. You know, I think the brighter the light, the darker the shadow. And, and I feel like when it comes to this situation is free speech has never been more atta- like uh, attainable. Never has there been platforms. I mean, never could a bunch of people go to a, t- a public forum, write a bunch of shit and like de platform somewhere, take down giants and corporations. Like it's crazy. Like, and I'm not saying that's how this should be used. I'm just saying never, in, you know, never in the world. Like, you know, could you walk up and post a bunch of people, post a note on a king's outside a King's door and all of a sudden he's dethroned, you know, yeah. I, I, I think I, like I said, the brighter the light, the darker the shadow. I think the, you know, there's never been, we, we have, we are coming out of this time of great free speech and now we are in the greatest time in the modern era uh, for censorship and, you know, yeah. and, my father fought for censorship in the eighties. My father uh, he fought against censorship censorship. Yeah. I fought against censorship. My pops, his name, D Snyder. He was uh, the lead singer of a band called twisted sister. And he was on the PMRC hearings, the Senate hearings uh, for censorship in the eighties, which was, you know, where we got the warning parental advisory sticker on the CDs, right. That we all
0: know. <clears throat> but, but my now, it now it feels like it almost feels like we've, come out the opposite end and people are like fighting for censorship.
1: You know, there's an interesting quote and I wish I could remember it, but essentially it was like, uh, your rights will not be taken from you. You will, you will ask them to take your rights from you. Um, yeah. That's
0: like some Aldous Huxley type shit.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, we are in this point where, I mean, dude, even my pops, my pops is, one like a forefather all his music's about censorship all everything he's put his whole life in but he's also in a position where he's like yeah i mean after covid and everything i want i mean his now i hear him say this quote he says like you can't yell bomb in a in a in a in a movie theater that's what he'll say because i'll be like that because and that's him saying there are some things that cannot be said but the truth is it's a slippery slope as soon as you give someone the power to silence someone or to decide what is real and what's not real i mean that's it game over so I mean, like it's it's never been so bad, and I mean, dude, did you see that shit? That's a uh, it looks like the Biden administration, like, is on Wednesday, is voting to like take control of the internet, essentially. To like,
0: have you seen this? I I I think I heard about it. I really like. I'm like at least a week or two delayed on anything news related. <laughs>
1: I mean, I mean, well, the news isn't covering it. You know, I saw. I, I, the only reason I know about it is because my wife literally like, reads reaches over to me as I'm like waking up and like was like, "Do you see this?" and it shows me some video on TikTok that's like the government website and showing some bill that's passing. But I mean, yeah, I mean, like, look, we've never,
0: we've, ne- uh, we we're coming out of this time where I better put this episode out because soon they're going to be like, you can't talk about that.
1: <laughs> Honestly, dude, I don't even know. So you you think like. Uh, you think? I, I mean, think if
0: they're trying to take over the internet, there's gonna be someone in the government who shuts that down. There's gonna be there's enough people left who are gonna be like, no, you have to let people say whatever they want, even if it's crazy.
1: Right. It's a lot more like medical censorship and political censorship. I think. Yeah. Um, you know, like I don't know. Like I don't know if people are. I, I don't know, dude. It's fucked up. I mean, like, so, yeah.
0: Here, let me. I think I think Tanya posted this the other day, and I think I screenshotted it. I'm gonna read it. This, this, this quote sums up why I don't watch the news and why people are always like, didn't you hear about X, Y, and Z? And I'm like, no, I don't watch the news. It's too, too much on my nervous system. But this is a quote. (laughs) I think Tanya posted this the other day. Says, sorry, I forgot to text you back. I've been overwhelmed processing an onslaught of information 24 seven with a brain designed to eat berries in a cave.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean like look, like, here's the thing, like I don't believe we have an ignorance problem. I believe we have a uh an attention problem. And you know, so I I'm a riddlin kid, right? Like uh you know, like I was stuck on AD meds as a kid and then they would rotate me from one to the other. I'd suffer through the side effects and ultimately in my early 20s, like I had to kick the drugs and try to heal myself. And that's how I ended up in the jungle. That's how I am where I am now and you know, but but going being like a sci- scientific secular materialist person, like I ha- I took like the longest route to like finding myself, you know, uh, puking in a bucket with a, you know, with an indigenous elder blowing smoke in my face. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like I, I, it, I took, I took the scenic route, and I even took science along for the ride. I got my brain scanned before I went to the jungle my brain scan afterwards and, and you know this Jeff, but it rewired my brain healed three concussions from sports when I was younger. Like, like, you know, like I got like unequivocal evidence, but you know, I I guess what I'm trying to say about this is when I was researching ADHD and you know, I looked at every cultural perspective of it. And I found this study, this Chinese study, this was in 2013. It said it was on kids. It said every hour in front of a screen a kid spent their chance of getting attention deficit hyperactive disorder increased by ten percent. So, you know, look at how I mean, ever look at your phone where it gives you the screen time, how much time we're in front of screens. I mean, I go, I, I mean, unless I'm doing like a retreat or some shit, like, uh, or I'm going camping, like, I, I wake up. I mean, I, I, I meditate. Then I'm in front of a screen writing. And then, you know, I'll go to the gym. I come back. I'm in front of a screen like they're like,
0: addictive, man. I mean, I think we all know by now that this shit is designed to be addictive. Um, It's like that dopamine hit. We're all just scrambling for our next hit. Right. And that's why a lot of people,
1: you know, they will go in isolation or or meditate or go on these retreats because essentially like when you remove all stimulation, your nervous system rewires itself, like you start to produce your own oxytocin, uh, dopamine, you know, and these chemicals that we're getting from an artificial stimulus, you can start to produce from within yourself and really be the master of your domain. And that's why these people do this. And like, luckily, like, the science is catching up. But like, unfortunately, it's a bit of an occupational hazard for most of us. And I think a lot of people, you know, because there's so much suffering and we don't know what to do, we want to stay informed and we feel like being informed is somewhat of an act or maybe gives us a sense of control or helps us make the best decisions we can in terms of how to help ourselves, our family, our, you know, others, but it is a complete overstimulation. Uh, you know, when I, when I
0: went, when I went to the jungle and I had no internet for 10 days It was fucking awesome.
1: And by the way, it's
0: amazing. There was it was amazing. And it what was really amazing is I didn't miss it at all. I did not miss my screens. Here's a funny story about while I was in the jungle. So apparently across the river from where we were, you could cross the river and take a little hike to a different village, which had somehow been given the internet. Oh wow. And a lot of So some of the people in my camping group were like, hey, we're going to cross the river and go get some internet and like maybe post some stuff, post some pics, text some people. They're like, do you want to come with us? And I'm like, "Eh, sure, I'll come with you. And as I'm walking out of our little, it's not really a cabin, but I'll just call it a cabin for the story. As I'm walking out of the cabin, I tell someone else in our group, I'm like, hey, I'm going to follow them over to get some internet. And uh, one of our friends In the group was like, hey, um, why don't you do yourself a favor and not go with them and not go get on the internet and just enjoy this 10 days without it because you'll have it when you get back. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And I didn't go and I didn't get on the internet. And I was actually really glad I didn't. Why would I want to fuck up my 10 days being off grid? Fuck that.
1: 100%. Yeah. So
0: hard pivot. I'm having such a blast talking about aliens and going into the jungle.
1: What else is there to talk about?
0: (laughs) I don't know if you know this about my podcast, but can you survive? This podcast comes with a hypothetical survival scenario. Are you down to play the game? hypothetical survival scenario consisting of 10 A or B questions to see if you can survive this podcast.
1: I'm down to play, but I I don't know if I can survive this podcast. I mean, I'm a fucking artist. Like if there's an apocalypse, I will be eaten immediately and it won't even be that good. There's not enough meat on my bones. Like, I
0: I don't know if I can survive this podcast either. After after this conversation, (laughs) either the audience is going to be like, you're crazy, I'm out, or like the government's going to show up and I'm getting probed.
1: But I'm 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 down I'm down I'm down All right I'm down. But the only thing I want to say before we move off the UAP phenomenon is for everybody to just be on the lookout for anything pushing a fear mongering agenda around the subject matter. Be do not be trustful about anything that is a fear mongering perspective around the subject matter. Please. And the last thing I want to say is just look at the protocols that have been in place for contact by whatever it is, by them. It, I like to think of it as like a rabid dog. Like if you pull a rabid dog in off the streets and every time you go to touch it or help it or clean it, it bites your hand. You What do you do? You put it in a room. You let it calm down. You come in. You present yourself. You let it see you're there. You leave, you come back, maybe bring some food, put it there, put it down, get it comfortable, leave. And you do this over and over again. This protocol has been happening for decades and decades and decades. And if peaceful contact is made, it could change and save the entire world, take us all into a whole new world and a whole new paradigm and so much suffering and unnecessary loss of life from disease and war and all this stuff. It's all up to us. So I just want to leave it at that. All right. And now I'll see if I can survive this fucking podcast.
0: All right, let's do this shit. Thank <laughs> you for right. that. I would love to see peace in the world as well.
1: Hey, man, I don't know how else it's coming. You know, we're we're two at war with each other, you
0: know? Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's have a little fun. Let's see if Cody can survive this podcast. <laughs> Disclaimer, it's a hypothetical. So let's rock. All right. All right, let me get my little notes out here.
1: I would have trained for this. I didn't know.
0: Here we go. So for this scenario, you have taken a trip to a cabin in the woods to get inspired and do some writing for your next film. Right. Okay, while you're at the cabin, you you decide to take a walk in the woods. You have a map with you, map of the woods.
1: Am I on mushrooms? I would never carry a map. (laughs) (laughs) This is already. (laughs) Go ahead. I am I'm, I'm going with it. I don't have a map. No, just kidding. Give me. I have the map. I have the map. Okay. okay. I have a map. And I haven't taken the mushrooms yet. All right. Let's go. Yeah. I wouldn't do I wouldn't do mushrooms like this anyways. I'd be sitting down. It's not my first rodeo. I'm not walking to the woods. I get familiar with the woods. I sit down. All right. I'm walking to the woods. I got my map. Take me, Jeff.
0: You got your map. You're not on mushrooms yet. All right, word. Maybe you had a couple. Maybe you microdosed. You're like, shit, that wasn't a micro. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So you start walking towards the entrance of the forest. You realize you left your cell phone in the cabin. First question. Do you, A, continue on into the woods, get inspired, fuck your devices, or B, go back to the cabin, grab your phone, then proceed? Grab my phone. Correct. B is correct. And of course... You can always push back on these answers if you want. We can we can play through it, but B is correct for I the audience sh- for the I audience also- following along at home. B is correct.
1: I also share my location and text my mother.
0: <laughs> See, that's how you survive. <laughs> that's how you survive, people. Let your mom know where you're at. Tell her you love her. That's exactly. I like that
1: you did it by my mom's voice, as you said. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her you love her. Tell her you love her.
0: So. All right, so B, you go back, you get the phone. Now, you walk back into the woods, you got the phone, you're walking calmly through the woods for about an hour, it's almost time to head back, when out of nowhere, a wild boar charges you. Wild boar? A wild boar, yep. Do you A, kick the boar in the face, or B, quickly climb a tree?
1: Whoa. I can climb a tree.
0: It, the it it was only a micro.
1: Okay, I climb the tree. First B off, I
0: I can climb trees better
1: on mushrooms. So don't even. I mean, <laughs>
0: don't, don't don't. B is correct. Reason being, the head and cape of a wild boar heavily armored.
1: Okay, because often
0: impervious to even gunshots.
1: Oh damn, son! What?
0: Yeah. Yep. yeah. So you don't want to kick that thing; it's gonna fuck you up.
1: Okay. All right. Okay.
0: So you you climb the tree. You got that right. And you want to be at least six feet up so that the boar really can't take a bite at you. Okay. And so you're up in the tree. The boar gets bored, and leaves you alone. Mm, the boar gets bored. Punny. The boar gets bored. Thank you. I know you're a writer. Thought you'd like that. <laughs> So you climb down the tree, but you slip and tumble down a steep incline. Aww. you slide down the incline and splash into a river at the bottom. Mm. Nice. you end, you end up on a shoal in the middle of the rapids.
1: Ugh, immediately regret bringing my phone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Please. Do you a? So now you're on you're on a shoal in the middle of, middle of a fucking river. What's a shoal? It's like a little thing you can stand on.
1: It's like a bank?
0: Yeah, it's like like a a bank.
1: On a fucking river?
0: Yeah, yeah. Word. Yeah. (laughs) So, do you A, dive into the water and swim for land, or B, find a long stick and use it to walk across?
1: Okay. Okay. I mean... I, I cause one of those things you can't do before the other thing. I'm gonna grab a stick, and that's only—I don't want to walk. I mean, just even if it's to try to as a, to help me stabilize me to pull myself across. I don't know to walk. I don't. I don't know. I would try it first before I just swam for it if I could find something.
0: B is correct. <sighs> you get the stick. You don't just dive in. Right. Get the you, get the stick. Get, the, get the fucking the, stick. Get the stick. If you <laughs> dive right in, you could fuck yourself up. <laughs>
1: Always get the stick. We're sentient chimps, man. Always get the fucking
0: stick. Yeah. You want to use the basics. Yeah. Use tools like a stick. A stick. It's going to help you cross. It's going to help you stabilize. It's going to act as a third leg. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Already got a third leg.
0: It's your tripod. All right. It's your tripod. (laughs) (laughs) So you use a stick to help you cross. And with all the adrenaline, you didn't feel the pain in the moment, but you realized that you have injured your leg. So, do you Ugh. A, do you a move quickly to find your way out of the woods and get help, or B, address the wound? Uh, I have the tools
1: to dress the wound? Yeah, maybe. How bad is the wound?
0: <laughs> you you got to assess that.
1: I got to assess it? <laughs> is the sun setting
0: almost are you serious almost. you weren't prepared
1: for that you just added that in which makes me think i dressed the wound because that wasn't part of the equation originally
0: correct <laughs> b you address the wound so good job you're so far, you're surviving.
1: Thanks, man. This is what you've been doing at like one a.m.
0: in the morning. Like all these I write things? all these. I've written I like know. 90 For, of these fucking things.
1: Forever. Forever you've been writing these. By the way, everyone, Jeff has always been the master behind mine behind this show. So if you haven't figured it out.
0: I've been writing these things. I do use um the books of the former hosts who are former Navy SEALs. So the Respect. skills come from somewhere. Respect. Word. Yeah. I they I got like three books that I reference. So, nice. if you're following along at home, just read the Navy SEAL books of the former hosts, and that'll help you to survive the pod. <laughs> so that, that's how I do it. I I reference their books, and then I make up a scenario. All right. So now we're gonna get a little more complicated. You address the wound. You know, there's different ways to do that. Apply pressure. Maybe you make could make a splint out of sticks. Whatever you got to do. So. Wipe my nose a little bit. All right. (laughs) Now. Your leg is injured. And according to the map. Which you did bring. You can make your way. Back up the incline. Which is. About a quarter mile. Back to safety. Or. You can take the long way around. Which is flat ground. No incline. But it's about a half a mile.
1: A quarter mile versus half a mile? Yeah. And I have a leg injury? Yes. I'm taking the half a mile.
0: You're taking the half a mile? Yeah. That's correct. I didn't even say A or B, but (laughs) A was go up the incline for quarter mile. B was take the flat route for half a mile. But you heard that already, and you're going flat route half a mile.
1: All right. Boom.
0: Boom. You got it.
1: I don't have good enough sense of direction to really be able to calculate those things but
0: it's about energy conservation if you got an injured leg and you're trying to go up the incline that you just fell down you want to actually say fuck that and take the flat route it's going to that, help save your energy
1: that's cool i would like to be more conscious of my energy output towards things i think that would be just in general in life if i could take anything from this from this don't
0: overexert yourself i like it It's your world. (laughs) So as you proceed on the flat route, you come across several dead human bodies.
1: Okay, on the flat route
0: on the flat route you find dead bodies
1: it's a party now <laughs> got to now the mom. micro
0: the micro <laughs> is really kicking in now you're like is this real what the fuck all right,
1: i'm going to tap in i'm going to sit on the body i'm going to go like the agora tribe and i'm going
0: to meditate out. with the bodies
1: make it weird i'm going to lean in i'm going <laughs> to lean in i'm going to lean, lean into this bad
0: trip lean. Gonna... <laughs> <laughs> really face your shadow man yeah
1: i'm going in man this is all this is all here for a reason i'm going to you know
0: so do you a investigate the bodies, check for IDs, check for cell phones, maybe supplies, or b get the fuck out of there?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, you get the fuck out of there. I mean, I, I, I would, I would ch- check their pulse if I could, just to make sure they're not that you know. But I would, I would. They're try. looking
0: super dead. Super dead. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay, I'm getting out of there.
0: B get the fuck out of there is correct. Nice. So. You keep on moving. You're approaching the cabin. You're about 30 feet from the cabin when you hear a groan. You look behind you. The bodies have reanimated and appear to be zombies coming what? towards you.
1: Oh, what a <laughs> twist. Whoa. Shit! Zombies are in play. I didn't Zom- know this.
0: The zombies <laughs> are coming towards you,
1: you. Do you do this just for me?
0: Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I figured we would be aliened out by now, so we had to go zombie.
1: Okay, okay, okay. Word by word. All right, word by word. Do you, um, A,
0: run guess. towards the back you... of the cabin where your car is parked, about sixty feet away. Or B, get inside the cabin about thirty feet away.
1: Wait, do I get in the car or do I get in the cabin?
0: <laughs> is oh, let me read that again. A run towards the back of the cabin where the car is parked about 60 feet away or B get inside the cabin about 30 feet away
1: huh. okay how far away are the zombies
0: For me. 40 feet uh, faster than zombies you know I'm limping and they're uh, not super fast they're not like super car, fast.
1: car I'm just gonna want to get to the car later anyways I'm going to the car now if I have the keys on me
0: it was a trick question the keys are in the house
1: Oh, you did it. I said if the keys were on me.
0: Sorry, <laughs> all right. you're allowed to get two wrong. So you only got
1: oh, one. Oh, I, I, I should have asked. I should have asked. I should have asked. That's what I get for not asking questions. I thought it was weird. I was hiking without the keys, and not my phone. Like, But like, geez, I just assume I said without the key, whatever, whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter because I happen. It's, what kind of car is it?
0: A Hyundai. <laughs> God damn it.
1: (laughs) All right. All right. All right. But that's cool because I'm right next to the house.
0: Yeah, you're close to the house. So you go into the cabin. You need those fucking Hyundai keys. Hyundai's going to be pissed about this. Nice. They're like, our cars are fast now, man. Shit.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So,
0: all right. You're in the house. Keys are in the house. Zombies are coming your way. Do you A, search the house for weapons or B, blockade the door?
1: Blockade the door.
0: Boom. B is correct. Mm-hmm. Now, a little a little tidbit from the books that I get all these skills from. You don't want to block the door like, like sideways. You want to actually make a chain of items that go all the way through the room to the next wall so that when they push on that door there's no give
1: so again you're not like putting them on what do you mean you're not putting them against the door you're connecting everything so it like
0: yeah so that it goes all the way to the next wall okay okay i hope that makes sense to the listeners
1: yeah yeah, a little bit i i I just assume they're smarter than me, so uh, you know, or I would ask more questions. uh also, like I can't wait for the point in your life. like you know like in the movie where like all of a sudden it's the final moment, and like everything from the movie that seemed to have no real meaning or purpose all comes together in this final moment, you know, and it all works out like when there's an apocalypse, and you're gonna be like, oh my God, this entire time I've been training for this apocalypse. <laughs>
0: I've been you're waiting about- to show you guys how to blockade a door.
1: Yeah, you're Now's like, my
0: time to shine.
1: I know. You're going to have to like wait and be like, uh, actually, uh, I used yes. to produce and host a podcast about this. I, I kind of know what I'm talking about.
0: Yeah, well, guys, don't block the door that way. You have to chain it so it touches the next wall. Yeah. Assholes, yeah. you're yeah. going to get I'm- us killed. When you say chain it, how so, are we chaining it? Instead of putting like a couch across the door, Yes, I get that. Turn this. it so that it goes all the way across to the next wall. Got it. So if someone tries to push that door open, they're really pushing on the next wall, like the, the wall at the back of the room.
1: Oh. Okay, word. I get it.
0: All right. I get it. If the audience doesn't understand, please put a comment.
1: I get it. I'm just dumb.
0: No, you got it. It's the micro. All right. We got... Two more questions. Awesome. You block the door and then you find a baseball bat and then you grab your keys. Mm -hmm. Next, do you A, hide inside the house and hope the zombies don't get in? Or B, make a calculated escape out the back and rush for your vehicle?
1: It's definitely a calculated escape out the back to rush for my vehicle.
0: You got it. B is correct.
1: Okay, so why is B correct?
0: Because it's about being proactive and also something that we call get off the X. Get off the X means you got to move. You got to be proactive and you got to get going. You don't wait for them to bring the fight to you. You proactively get your ass the fuck out of there. If you just hide in the house, That's super smart. I that. If you if you just hide in there, they're just going to come in and eat you and fuck you up. You're taking your life in your right, own hands right, right. and you're getting out. So that's why B is correct. Right. It's so- like
1: the fucking I like that. I get that. That's good wisdom. Like, you know, like it's like the casino, like the house always wins with time sort of deal. It's like you fucking
0: You go get out of there. You go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you,
1: you up, you out. Exactly. That's it. Exactly. It. I like it. I like it. I like it.
0: All right. It. Last and I like it.
1: I really would like I would like the record to show. Ooh, there's one more. One more. Okay.
0: Yes. So I love multiple choice. <laughs> luckily it's just a and b not abc then it would be then it would be crazy so has my mom hit
1: me back also i got (laughs) i got some tupperware and some rice from there too when i left and i threw that phone in there just you know i also peed and uh because it's a drive i got some water and (laughs) i might masturbate who knows it depends how threat i just for my nerves and that is in the navy seal books you know Tell you know? Yes. You Calm know, your nerves. Real. Okay, go ahead.
0: Go ahead. Rice your phone Calm so it nerves. dries out. You remembered that you would. You've already been in the river. Rice it. You've had a hell of a day.
1: That's right. That map.
0: All right. <laughs> I
1: I, yeah, I need new clothes. <laughs> I took a shower.
0: So you're rushing to the car. You bash a I'm couple rushing. zombies. You bash a couple zombies on the way. You got that bat and, nice. and you crack them. You oh. fuck them up. you're you're bobbing you're weaving you're cracking zombies you're in the car you're one leg. you're speeding away in your little Hyundai. last question (laughs) do you a get on the highway and don't stop until you're far far away or b go to a nearby military base
1: Uh, definitely the highway because the military base is where the outbreak originated definitely
0: you got it A 100% correct on the last question
1: (laughs) (laughs) I let the record show that I had a I want a perfect record because I said the keys but you know it's fine no you're right you're right you know I was not thinking right I had blood loss we'll give it it to you whatever
0: a 90% still survives the podcast I
1: I I don't want special treatment yeah was, okay, as long as i survive i'm cool you know i grow i grow it's always better to learn from a w than an l you know what i'm saying
0: yeah is your internet good you're looking a little grainy
1: am i looking a little grainy
0: yeah it's all right i mean uh, we're, get, we're getting we're getting to the I, end I of the show I'm, am i back i can hear you but i can all barely right, you're see clear you. as day i look great
1: okay well i you you look good so yeah we can just, so, we just be words
0: cody blue on. yeah i mean it's a podcast it's about the audio anyways so there you go now Isn't you're back the audio? so cody Bye. blue you have survived this podcast congratulations thank you for coming on um i would love to have you on again to talk more about aliens and all that wild shit um if the Thanks, audience bro. enjoyed it please make a comment let us know Um, uh, before we wrap up what do you want people to know where can they find you should they follow you on any socials w- Where where can we find you
1: so Okay, so I mean, you know, social media don't love it, but so uh, I'm I'm on Instagram technically. Um, uh, I'd check out Awaken Underground. Um, is the 10 episode podcast me and Jeff did together. Start on episode one if you kind of want to hear a little bit more about my story or working with entheogenic plant medicines. If you have a special interest in the military, uh, or this perspective, uh, you can always start with episode four. It's called healing war. Uh, we have a a great, amazing veteran named Jesse Gould, uh, who has a program called the heroic hearts project. And he works with vets dealing with PTSD, Uh, to get them to entheogenic plant medicines to heal and they support them so if that's specific interest you can check out healing war episode four it's it's really cool episode that program's amazing and we're ambassadors of it we support it but you know the show's supposed to be listened to from the first episode so if you have the attention span of the interest go ahead and start there Um, and you know I really, you know, Acid for Squares, I want to push Acid for Squares. We're building a studio in LA. It's an ethical multimedia production company. We just launched it this year, and we have a new podcast coming out uh, in January. I mean, if you have interest or fascination in anything we're talking about, uh, specifically around the UFOs, uh, you know, a lot of the themes I mentioned, we really explore and dive into this. Uh, and try to look at all the dimensions of it, and really take these people who have been in the shadows pushing this movement forward, and really try to give them a platform, and kind of approach it in a in a grounded uh, grounded way. We also explore things like psychedelics. Uh, we have whistleblowers on, uh, you know, physicists, quantum physicists uh you know shamans and gurus from all around the world and really try to figure out how everything sort of clicks together and fits as opposed to how things are different. Uh and you know so check out acid for squares. You can follow us if you want to be like in the know when things drop. Check out Awaken Underground. You know, maybe you'll see a movie one of my movies come out after being in development hell for so long. I, I have a short film called Fool's Day if you want to check that out um but yeah i mean like that's kind of it for now acid for squares is where it's at and awaken underground if you want to see me and jeff's work together and i want to know did, did i win anything
0: uh we're going to talk about that offline yeah we, we can't disclose on the show
1: for, uh!
0: for legal reasons we can't talk about the prize <laughs> but uh i will let you know everyone Yes, thanks for listening yes. cody blue awaken underground acid for squares thanks so much